20 seconds in the ring, you couldn't lie. Don't be mad, you know you feel the tired. No, it's one, two, three, on the mat. You can never take my title, that's a fact. I got the moves, they say I'm rude. Man, I'm that dude, I'm hotty like Scotty, way too cool. Top rope, that's a different type of view. I might hit the stage for my music. Cool. I got money. What is going on, guys? I am Derek. You are the baggers. This is the Money in the Bag podcast. I always let that intro run a little bit longer because it's just such a sweet song. Huge thank you to Chaz King. You can follow him on Twitter at Real Chaz King. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I am uploading today on Wednesday, the regular, normal scheduled, as promised, um, day of recording. Uh, the last couple weeks have been a little bit hectic, but I am back on schedule. We have steadied the ship, and we are ready to set sail uh, for Extreme Rules. So, Extreme Rules is Sunday. We had the go-home episode of Raw. We had the go-home episode of SmackDown, because we have co-branded pay-per-views. So today on the show, per its being before pay-per-view, I will do Raw, I will do SmackDown, and I will give my predictions for what I think now is an officially announced card. I think they... Pretty much every match, if not all of them, have been announced. Um, definitely a huge lack of stipulations for quote-unquote extreme rules. Uh, a little bit of a weird thing here. We have Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy in two separate matches on extreme rules. No stipulation. Let that sink in for a minute. Probably for the better, because if you've seen them wrestle lately, they look like they are in fucking pain. But, uh, as always, follow me on Twitter, at money underscore podcast. Email me at putthemoneyinthebagpodcast at gmail.com. That's putthemoneyinthebagpodcast at gmail.com. So yeah, like I said, let's go over Raw first, then we'll do SmackDown, and then we'll finish with some predictions, and we'll get you guys out of here and on your way. I like to keep these uh, concise, but also uh, informative and sprinkled in with my opinion. I like to think that you could miss Raw or SmackDown. You could listen to my podcast and have an idea of what happened, maybe have a couple laughs, take your mind off of the horrors of the world (laughs) for a little while hopefully distract you from work or driving but not too much uh that you can't do your task but maybe just help you maybe i can just be a friend in your ear guiding you and pushing you along and uh you can pause or play me at at your leisure so i'm rambling here and uh breaking the fourth wall (laughs) stalling for time while i pull my notes up and boom there they are so raw kicked off and it was in the Bean, Boston. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it, even though it was just a stone's throw, as they say, from my front door. Uh, kind of glad I didn't go, because overall, I know it sounds like the smarky thing to say, but it was a pretty shitty episode. I think it started fun and ended fun and everything between. It was like a shit sandwich on really good bread. It's like if you had sourdough bread and they just slab some shit in between it. And they said, uh, by the way, pay-per-views on Sunday. That's basically, that was their business plan. That was the model. But uh, Raw opened up. With Roman backstage, him and Bobby Lashley had a kind of uh, backstage interaction, real awkward, and uh, the crowd was chanting, <laughs> lo and behold, as Boston Will started chanting for the Boston Celtics because the logo was in the background because they were, of course, at the TD Garden, Bobby was like, yo, why don't you call me out tonight? And Roman's like, shit, man, maybe I will call you out tonight. And that's what happened. Roman went to the ring. Uh, you know, why, why, uh, piggyback off of Brock Lesnar 
little cross promotion, you know, appearing and pushing DC last weekend. We're just we're just not going to mention it. We're going to do do none of that sort. That didn't happen. Our universal champion did not show up on pay-per-view for the UFC and challenge for the heavyweight title. Apparently that didn't happen in the eyes of WWE. So basically uh, Roman called Bobby out. Kurt was like, whoa, 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 let's save this for Sunday. But apparently he likes that aggression. But when Bailey and Sasha do it, we have to have them uh, disappear into the void and do this weird fucking uh, counseling bullshit. But anyway, we got the, uh, I think we all kind of saw this coming or idiots like us that watch too much wrestling and still want more such as podcasts and youtube and whatnot uh they had the, the classic pull apart pull apart brawl pull apart brawl and uh for me this is played out you knew roman was going to do the thing where he jumps over the rope and i'm not saying it's not impressive like the undertaker kind of suicide dive and it's definitely impressive for a guy his size but this went on a little bit longer than i would have liked it to uh yeah and then you definitely get to see the pecking order of wwe because the real big stars aren't going to come out to uh pull people apart but uh it was all right i mean it it got the job done in the sense that i'm more excited to see that match but it it wasn't saying much because i really had no interest in it and uh the weird part is they could have molded this even more like bobby lashley could have talked about being a crossover guy or they they should have mentioned brock somewhat so kind of makes me think they're throwing us off the scent and uh i actually tweeted this that i think what they could do or maybe i guess not what i've liked them to do but what i like them to do from this point on would maybe have Brock interfere on Sunday because you have to imagine they've built Bobby Lashley to be incredibly strong he's probably not taking a loss neither is Roman at this point and where they're not making it a stipulation there's really no way to hide this unless you want to have a dirty finish but having a like a DQ at an extreme rules pay-per-view just seems so shitty and such a cop-out I think Brock might get involved here and make a statement like fuck you motherfuckers don't forget about me because then it he's still kind of you know fresh having just had that that uh, appearance so a couple weeks later to pop up at extreme rules would give some juice mo- uh, moving forward to to SummerSlam. so maybe you set up brock versus roman versus bobby lashley at SummerSlam. you can have roman win the title everyone get mad brock doesn't have to take the pin bobby can you know put in a good fight and then get pinned and then maybe braun Strowman comes and cashes in or i'll even do you one better maybe roman's about to win and then braun cashes in you know something like that i think uh, I, c- I could really foresee that because it looks like um Brock Lesnar's out the door so we'll see and Bobby Lashley has not been built up enough at this point to be I mean he could be a credible champion but he'd be a very uninteresting one so I don't think they're gonna go that route and I think they know I don't know maybe they just put the title on Roman but we'll see eventually Braun Strowman's gonna hit uh hit the uh the old and cash in so we'll see next we had Naya and Natalia who are fucking best friends teaming up against Mickey James and Alexa who are best friends and then Naya and Natalia won, and then Alexa beat them up with kendo sticks, and then Naya broke it over her leg, and yada, yada, yada. Who gives a fuck? Uh, whatever. Uh, Kevin Owens had a little backstage thing with Kurt Angle where he was <laughs> basically saying he's going to hide in Kurt's office because it's the only safe place, and I thought we were going to get a bunch of funny shit with, like, Braun looking for him. We got, like, one little backstage skit. I don't know. Uh, Kurt did announce that it's going to be Braun versus KO in a cage match, and I think that'll be fun. They can play up kind of Kevin trying to sneak away and be crafty and do silly things to try to get away from the big scary monster. I think that's fun. That's classic kind of pro wrestling, classic storytelling, kind of like cat and mouse. You know, like Braun maybe will toy with them or whatever, and maybe he'll toy with them too much and Kevin will get away. And I think Kevin's already taken a ton of beatings, and at this point they're not, they don't seem too concerned with protecting him, so I wouldn't be surprised if he just gets his ass kicked. But 
if they wanted to take a creative route to make both these guys look strong, hopefully have something for Kevin moving forward. Obviously, Braun with the briefcase is fine, but uh, I don't know. I'd like to see them use the stipulation in a creative way, and you have to think they are. You can't imagine it's going to be Braun squashing Kevin if they're doing the cage match. There has to be a reason for it, so we'll see. But WWE never ceases to amaze me or disappoint me or or surprise me, so we, we'll see with that one. Um, we had Mojo Raleigh, dude, again against No Way Jose, and he won with an Alabama slam. You don't see that move too often, and Drew McIntyre does it, and now I guess Mojo does it. And he got the pin with it, whatever. Um, Sasha and Bailey. I have Sasha and Bailey. That's what I wrote down. I think there was another backstage or like a um, counseling meeting, whatever, with a different lady. They got rid of Doctor, whoever, and just put a black lady in, I guess. Uh, I don't even remember anything about it, to be honest with you. It was so not memorable, and neither do you. No one cares. It's not the point. Uh, next, we had what I think was kind of a weird segment for me at first i liked it at first i didn't like it and then i went back and watched like the youtube clip of it and i liked it more and i've heard a lot of people talking about it was uh seth came out to talk for a while pandered a little bit and then dolphin drew came out it all led to seth challenging drew uh, for the main event and if drew loses he's banned from ringside uh in the the iron man match on sunday for the ic title i'd rather kurt just put (laughs) drew in the shark cage like they're doing with ellsworth tell me that wouldn't be hilarious and you got him mic'd up just yelling (laughs) and being angry and probably ripping the shark cage down but uh obviously everyone's heard it by now but seth kind of insinuated that because um drew's from scotland that he sleeps with sheep it got borderline corny for me and i just as amazing as seth is right now like dude i'm the biggest seth rollins fan there is like i swear i love him but I miss, like, the heel set. I don't like Cornball Rollins. It's really, like... (sighs) And you know when he comes into work and he gets the script, he's like, how am I going to make this not so fucking lame, dude? But uh, Dolph stumbled on a line, but it was still a very good promo from them, and I thought it was fun. And it set up what what, uh, turned out to be a really, really great main event. Uh, Bo Dallas beat Matt Hardy. And then Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt did their spooky shit where they transported like three feet. Horrible. Ember Moon beat Liv Morgan. No one gives a fuck. Elias said he's been away recording his debut album. Definitely have not seen enough Elias lately, uh, which led to Baron Corbin and Elias having a nice musical performance. Baron basically just sang about the Itsy Bitsy Spider but made it about Finn Balor being short. Uh, They teamed up and beat um, Bobby Roode and Finn. Whatever. And the main event, which was awesome. Drew beat Seth um, in a freaking awesome match. The ending was chaotic. It was fun. It was exciting. It was very cool to see. It was a fresh matchup. It was the right move because it doesn't make Seth look weak because Drew won from Dolph. Kind of distracting. It made Dolph and Drew look cohesive. It made Drew look like a monster. It made Dolph look credible. It was just really, really cool. And I'm really looking forward to the Iron Man match, which it's funny how an Iron Man match used to be 60 minutes, but this day and age, our attention spans are so short. They have to be 30 minutes. Um... But I'm for sure looking forward to that. But other than... I mean, I'm really looking forward to the SmackDown card, like matches or whatever at Extreme Rules, but from the Raw side of things, I'd say this match is the only one that the Dolphin drew, and uh, Dolphin, Seth, I mean, that's going to be really, really fun. So Dolph's definitely going to retain with Drew shenanigans, so I'm hoping this moves Seth up to the main event scene. But moving on, let's do SmackDown. All right, let's get into SmackDown, which I thought was a much uh, superior show to Raw. 
Uh, Ms. TV kicked off the show, and Team Hell No was his guest. He promoted uh, his reality show with his wife, uh, Maurice. Good for him. <laughs> um, the biggest takeaway points, this is a really long um, segment, but it, it set up an, the, the chaotic second segment and then also set up the main event, which I like that. That was fun. But um, basically, Miz was talking shit. Team Hell No was classic Team Hell No banter. Kane made a really obscure InSync reference. Apparently, he's a big fan of InSync. Um, Daniel Bryan wanted to punch the Miz, and Kane kind of held him back, but then Miz insulted Kane. Kane wanted to punch him. Sanity came out. Bludgeon Brothers came out. New Day came out. It was chaotic, and then Paige set up what would be 5v5 tag match for the main event. That's a very concise, um, short <laughs> explanation of what happened. It was very chaotic. There was a lot of moving parts and pieces, but I thought it was a very fun opening segment, and if you liked Team Hell No, they are back full force. Um, and I think better than ever. They have great chemistry, and if you were a fan of their kind of comedic timing, I think you'll really enjoy this segment and also the one later in the night that I'll touch upon in a second. Um, AJ Styles beat Shinsuke Nakamura via DQ. Rusev interfered. Um, he was awesome on commentary. He was very funny. He's really good at being comedic and then being serious um, and kind of towing that line back and forth. And just his accent and just like the, his delivery and his enunciation of words are just very, very funny. And he can, he can do things that most people can't. Like he can make very simple phrases funny because he'll say things kind of inverted or with kind of an accent. It just, it just for whatever reason, when he says things, it's so funny. Um, but yeah, he caused the interference. So Shinsuke and Rusev beat down on AJ. Jeff made the save. It set up a tag match, um, which Rusev and Shinsuke won fear kind of nefarious tactics um making rusev and shinsuke looking strong going into their title matches on sunday um jeff looked like he was in pain big time like running down to the ring i don't know if it was just me but he's starting to have that matt hardy syndrome where i thought jeff moved better than matt <laughs> obviously since his return to wwe but i think his body's starting to break down on him too and it's sad and i hope that wwe doesn't rely upon just their names uh, moving forward because they will have kind of a crash and burn finish. I hope that they can still uh, be entertaining, and I think right now they are, even if I think that their characters are kind of uh, neutered a bit from when they were on TNA and kind of the indie scene. But if you go back and watch Jeff running down to the ring, it didn't wasn't cool, and he just he bumps so hard but not in a cool way. It's more like in a painful way, like almost like he doesn't know what he's doing. He just seems to land flat back a lot and just doesn't roll with things. He lands very stiff, and uh, it looks like he was in pain. So I hope he, hope he takes care of himself, and I hope Matt does as well, which like I touched upon earlier, I think it's funny how they're not in stipulation matches at Extreme Rules, and they're the fucking Hardy Boys, and it's probably in their contract that we're not going through tables anymore. <laughs> Fuck that. But uh, yeah. Uh, we had Oscar versus Ellsworth, uh, and Oscar was in fact ready for Ellsworth. This was a lumberjack, ma- lumber woman match, and uh, wait, lumberjack, a lumberjill match, yeah, and uh, the lumberjills fought outside the ring. Whatever, Oscar tapped out Ellsworth. Ellsworth sprayed her with some hairspray, and Carmella beat the shit out of Oscar and stood tall. And then Paige was like, you know what? We're gonna put Ellsworth in a in a cage in a shark cage above the ring remember when they did it with jericho and then they did it with enzo and it's just like why it doesn't make any sense it's stupid it's a dumb stipulation you know he's gonna do something dumb and carmella's gonna retain not big on that um team hell no and the new day had i think 
probably the most entertaining segment of the night. Just an awesome backstage promo. Biggie got everyone hyped up, and Biggie was like, you know, are you guys with me? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And uh, Kane just does this really long kind of soliloquy, and just it turns out it's like an NSYNC uh, lyric. Very, very funny. Go watch it. I'm sure the clip's on YouTube uh, for WWE, and it was very, very funny. These guys are just awesome entertainers. Uh, we had Andrade Cien Almas finally facing Cara, and I thought it was a fun match. It's just the crowd kind of didn't know what to do with it. Sin Cara is not a credible character on TV anymore, a wrestler, so Sin Cara beating him is the equivalent of him beating a local jobber. It really doesn't matter, and they haven't given us a reason to like Sin, uh, Andrade Cien Almas, and I like that they... WWE really likes to hone in on the fact that NXT is a separate brand from WWE and that they don't rely upon it and that they realize that casual fans don't watch it, but yet they almost rely on that with certain characters. Like, they're assuming we know who Andrade San Almas is, which, why would anyone know who Andrade San Almas is other than, like, hardcore fans like us? You know what I mean? Like, a casual fan or a dad bringing his son or daughter or whatever to a wrestling show, WWE is going to point to Seth Rollins and AJ Styles and Roman Reigns and all these awesome guys and going to say, who the hell is Andrade Cien Almas against Sin Cara? Like, you know, it just doesn't do anybody any favors other than the fact that they both wrestle Lucha Libre and it was fucking really smooth and you see kind of innovative moves that you don't normally see in a cookie-cutter TV WWE match. They definitely went at a faster pace, even though Sin Cara seemed to carry a lot of the match, which is weird given that Andrade is supposed to be kind of the credible person, so... I don't know. I hope they have something for Andrade and they don't bury him in the water. I'd like to think that he's he's too he's too talented for WWE to completely fuck up. He's going to shine just in his in-ring performances. So we'll see. Uh, the main event was the five-on-five tag match. And this was a lot of fun. It was really chaotic. Daniel Bryan pinned Eric Young, which probably the right answer, given that you're not going to have the Bludgeon Brothers take a pin. You don't want the New Day to take a pin. Um... Yeah, I think it was like, the as much as I don't want to see Sanity lose, it was kind of their only option. So, really fun match. The only thing that was kind of a miscue, I think Killian Dane missed a spot because Big E got in the ring and kind of stood there forever and waited for something to happen. And that kind of broke down the kind of finishing sequences of the match. But other than that, I thought it was really fun. I thought SmackDown was good. I think it was a, it was a fun show. Like I said, I say it every week. The two hours is just such a, such a uh, game changer for me and much more enjoyable. But that was around SmackDown. Let's get to the fun part. Let's do my predictions for Extreme Rules. Um, I'd love to hear how excited or not excited you guys are. I'm extremely indifferent about this. This should be Extreme Indifference Rules on Sunday because I don't think anyone cares about this. Such a lull. Uh, I think everyone's on vacation and doesn't seem to care. WWE sure shit doesn't because we're just getting recycled matches and kind of laziness, especially on the Raw brand, which is weird because that's the bulk of your programming. But what do I know? Um, in no particular order, I just pulled up the card here on Bleacher Report, and they just kind of have the bulleted matches, so I will read the match out, um, assuming this is the card, and give you my pick. WWE Championship match, AJ Styles versus Rusev. I promise you AJ Styles retains. They have just not built Rusev. It's not that they haven't built Rusev, but he's just not believable as someone that um, is ready for WWE Championship, and that's not his fault. They seem to pull the trigger too late on guys all the time, and I just think there's no way AJ Styles drops it to Rusev. To no fault of Rusev. But Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. Like I said, I think 
I can't imagine either guy taking taking a pin. Not the way that Bobby Lashley decimated Sami Zayn. Not the way that Roman Reigns is still being pushed, even though we thought he was kind of taking the back seat. He's clearly not. He's still the guy. <sighs> if it's a clean, if it's just a clean finish, or if there is a finish, it's Roman Reigns is going to beat is going to beat Bobby Lashley. But I have a feeling Brock Lesnar gets involved here, and I'll be curious to see where this takes place on the card. I think that'll say a lot. Um, Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens in a steel cage match. I'm going to go with Kevin Owens because Braun Strowman's just been bullying KO and beating the shit out of him. And this stipulation screams to me a way for Kevin Owens to pick up the victory without Braun Strowman looking weak and almost push Braun's character because he can freak out after he can rip the cage down. Whatever crazy shit he's going to do. I think Kevin just kind of like either sneaks out the door or climbs over. And that they'll do something creative and entertaining. These guys are good. This will actually be... I think this will be a sneakily fun excite like fun entertaining match i don't think it'll be a long match maybe it'll, maybe it'll come between i don't know i could see it kind of coming between two two title matches i think this will be fun i think this will be the match that um has the lowest expectations but i think will deliver and just be really really fun uh smackdown tag team championship match team hell no versus the bludgeon brothers i know they're pushing team hell no but i think it'd be weird to just have them come in and win i think the bludgeon brothers will retain but maybe Maybe Sanity comes and breaks it up, and then you get, like, Team Hell No versus the Bludgeon Brothers versus Sanity at SummerSlam. I just don't see Bludgeon Brothers just getting pinned clean. It's not believable to me that they can, that a 50-year-old Kane and Daniel Bryan can beat the Bludgeon Brothers. Not that the, not after the way they had been booked for months and they've been repackaged. To, to have them just drop it to Kane seems weird to me. So we'll see. I'm going to go with Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, the 30-minute Iron Man match, well, with... Uh, with Drew being ringside, I'm going to say Dolph Ziggler retains. I'm not really sure how. I think it'll be a fucking awesome match. They'll have us on the edge of our seats. This could be a match of the year candidate. Mark my words. This could be. If they give them time. Uh, that was such a, clearly, they're giving them 30 minutes. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, this, is going to be, this is going to be really, really good. How can it not be? Uh, U.S. Championship match. Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura. <sighs> I'm torn here. Because initially I say, okay, like logic says it's going to be Nakamura. Like you got to give him something, throw me a bone, throw me a bone. But dude's lost like seven championship matches. I'm going Jeff Hardy. I think Jeff's going to retain because what do you do with Jeff if uh, if he loses? Does Do you push him up to the WWE championship scene? Maybe. I wouldn't be shocked if Nakamura wins, but something's telling me to pick Jeff. So Jeff. Um, Extreme Rules match the Raw Women's Championship. Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. I think Alexa Bliss retains, but obviously Ronda is going to get involved, so who really knows what's going to happen with that. That's the stipulation for that match now, is Ronda Rousey now. There's no DQ, so I think Alexa's just going to f- fall on Nia Jax. Something stupid will happen where she'll she'll retain because it doesn't make sense to have Nia versus um, uh, Ronda. Again, because they clearly wanted to put the title on Alexa, I'm assuming to have Ronda take it off of her. So I'm going to go Alexa Bliss retains. Um, SmackDown Women's Championship match Asuka versus Carmella I'm going to go With Asuka Maybe Carmella just keeps getting the upper hand on her And keeps making her look like a bitch So maybe Asuka Maybe maybe that'll be the swerve of the night Maybe we get Asuka winning the title Raw Tag Team Championship match Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt um, Versus the B Team I think Hardy and Wyatt just retain uh, Finn Balor versus Constable Corbin. Uh, I'm going to go Constable Corbin because 
this is a nothing feud and they're going to want to maybe have another match and if you just have Finn win there's no reason to have a rematch so I think Corbin maybe cheats to win um and then the pre-show which is crazy that this is on the pre-show the New Day versus Sanity in a tables match Sanity's going to win for sure especially on the pre-show um but that's that that is Extreme Rules predictions that is a Raw review that is a Smackdown review so that's all I got for you motherfuckers um what else am I missing anything any housekeeping here uh, I think that's it. Follow me on Twitter at money underscore podcast. Email me at put the money in the bag podcast at gmail.com. Um, tell a friend to listen to the show. iTunes, SoundCloud, and Castbox episodes every motherfucking Wednesday. I've been Derek. You've been the baggers. This is the money in the bag podcast. Enjoy extreme rules, motherfuckers.